This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. But obviously, anytime you put that shirt on, it, it better mean a lot. Have we earned the right to wear that? Probably not. Um, but, but that's what it's scheduled to be worn, so it better mean a lot this week, and you better represent it when you put it on. I mean, the whole team's excited for sure, just, you know, just something different. Switch it up, you know, get, get some, uh, give somebody, everybody something to look forward to going into the week and all that good stuff. But, of course, on the guys that's actually wearing black shirts every week, you know, that's just that's the ultimate, you know what I'm saying, game uniform. So I can't wait to really put it on and really be a black shirt. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus. Guys, it's alternate jersey week in Memorial Stadium as Nebraska will wear the black, uh, the Adidas alternate black jerseys that they're actually not alternates. These are going to be permanent third jerseys uh, that that are going to hang in the equipment closet forever. Um, the, the problem with this year at this alternate is it had to be worn at home, and the thought was wear it after a good defensive performance. Well, okay, now with this deal, it, Nebraska didn't play back-to-back home games all but one time this year, so they had to have played well on the road and then bring them home and wear the next week. And, you know, Illinois, you could have made a case, guys, that, okay, they played well, they got the win at Illinois as a defense, but did you really want to wear them against Ohio State knowing kind of what what that was going to (laughs) be? And honestly, call me crazy, but I thought Northwestern, on paper, you're like, okay, this is like the worst offense in the country coming into Lincoln. Let's wear the black shirts this week and and make it look good and, and talk about great defensive play. Uh, they didn't do it though because it was following Ohio State. Well, now they got to wear them following Minnesota because it's either this game, Wisconsin, or Iowa um, at that point. And you know they chose the Indiana game, <laughs> rightfully so, rightfully so, um, with where the season's at. And you, you can get the sense. I mean, this is not. I mean, it's kind of a pain in the rear, but they have to do it with the Adidas partnership. Well, and they're in a difficult situation because of the way that they set it up. You know, the fact that they. Home game yeah, only. Yeah, they qualified it with this, this is going to be something that's earned. Well, uh, there haven't been many opportunities, like you said, and they're running out of home games. And so this is really the the last, um, quote-unquote, good opportunity to wear them in a game that you might fare well. Uh, you know, and I hate that we're having this conversation. I, I mean, it's just like so defeatist sounding, but I mean, it, it's reality at this at this point today. Yeah, and so it's kind of one of those things that you'd prefer not even – Address and I would say this is probably like the the least e- excitement around an alternate uniform that I've certainly experienced. Uh, and I don't know they they better hope that they play well because if this is something they want to bring out every year, um, like you said, I, that's why they didn't wear them against Ohio State because uh, we've seen people want to like burn the alternates as soon as uh, they don't have a good performance. And so I think that they'd run into a situation um, in a lot of those other games left on the schedule that. Uh, maybe they have a chance to avoid against an Indiana team that's got some quarterback injury issues of their own. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is just another opportunity to kind of go out there and and create something, you know, seize seize the moment type of deal. And, and, you know, Minnesota was definitely a seize the moment type of game. This game is all of a sudden turned into like a must-win situation. Well, there's no better time to to put those alternate jerseys on and and have a little bit more – I don't know if motivation is the right word, but just kind of go out there and seize the moment and, and kind of maybe turn this into something, you know, that like they talked about at the beginning of the year, this is going to be, you know, a, a jersey that, that they are going to continue to have and, and have the opportunity to wear. And um, maybe this could be the start of, of something with these jerseys going forward. Well, yeah, you look at it like this. I mean, the black shirt tradition, how it came about, it just happened in, in the 60s. And in a lot of ways, Scott Frost jumped out in front of this and said, let's start a new tradition. 
And, you know, he wants this to be something 50 years from now that they talk about. In 2019, Nebraska created a third black jersey to wear, um, you know, in historically games, good games, and the defense plays well. But it, <laughs> I mean, it's a good thought, isn't it? I mean, yeah. but, I like it. I, I like the, the thought and I like where they're coming from, but it just has not played out no, that way this season. Nothing has played out nothing as well. Has, no. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think the jerseys are the least of their concerns. But, uh, you know, the one spin you can have to it is if they go out and, and play well, maybe they can look at that jersey as a source of motivation, and all of a sudden it takes on a whole new light. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show as we talk defensive storylines going into Indiana. And I'll tell you the big one is Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback for the Hoosiers, if he plays. Um, I know people have tried to say that they're not much different with or without him, but, you know, I've talked to our folks at Indiana Rivals. He's a big part of their offense um, they have looked their best when he's the quarterback. He throws it better. He runs it better. Um, he could give Nebraska a lot of problems. Um, they like to run it off tackle a lot, um, causing prop problems with the perimeter of the defenses. <laughs> that hasn't been an issue. Um, yeah. So that you know, this matches right up with Nebraska. But um, that's a big thing, guys. I, you know, this Penix guy. I just look at him and and how he's played and the way he plays and I'm like I've, I've already seen Alex Davis miss him on the perimeter about four times just in my dreams this week, um, so you know he's he's it's going to be a tough matchup if he's healthy. Well, and that whole zone read element with a, a mobile quarterback for a this defense sucks everybody in yeah for a defense that's already having trouble identifying plays. I mean that Minnesota game, uh, the film as Scott Frost said showed that it wasn't just a matter of Minnesota beating him up physically and moving him around. They were taking themselves out of plays by trying to anticipate plays and missing completely. And um, I'll go back to my favorite term uh, from Eric Shenander. They were a lot of eye violators out there. And uh, guys, you know, seeing ghosts like Sam Darnold, where they thought that they knew it was coming. And, you know, like I said, you know, we're completely out of position to where they didn't even really need to be blocked. And so that that zone read and you know the quarterback run game creates a whole nother bag of issues for you. Where again, you you saw you know you joke about Alex Davis. He's been one of the main culprits, but certainly not the only one of guys that just guess wrong and they go after the running back or take themselves out of plays, leaving a lot of green for that quarterback to run. And if that quarterback is, if Penix is healthy, um, his uh, athletic ability could cause a lot of issues for that defense. Yeah, unfortunately for Nebraska, you've been able to see just how effective those types of offenses can be when operated at a high level. And Minnesota certainly did that. You know, they they caught Nebraska. Um, you know, guessing wrong. They caught him, you know, carrying, you know. Even Northwestern. Yeah, I mean, shoot. Yeah, yeah, Northwestern. Um, that anemic offense got going with yeah. the quarterback run game. So, yeah, you if you're Nebraska, you certainly hope that Penix is not going to be the guy because he does give them a, a, a decisive advantage, in my opinion. And, Nate, Tom Allen, we've seen him and his staff on the road every year when we go on the satellite camp trips. And the great guys, we've talked to a few of them. We talked to Tom Allen at breakfast this past year on mm -hmm. one of our trips. And they've done a really good job of adding players from Florida and Georgia uh, to that roster. I mean, he's he's – you know, a lot a lot of those guys on that staff are, are Tampa area, Florida area type guys that, you know, they, they recruit and try to go after a lot of the same guys Nebraska does. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you look at a lot of players that Nebraska's after, a uh, large majority of them also have an offer from Indiana. Now, not all of them are considering Indiana, but the Hoosiers are pulling good talent out of the South, especially Florida and Georgia. 
Um, and they kind of have, you know, a similar model to what Nebraska is trying to implement and, and pulling a certain amount of their talent out of the out of those regions. And um, and it's because there's a ton of talent down there. So, uh, I mean, it, it definitely makes sense. But they've upgraded uh, all their skill positions, uh, both sides of the football. Um, you know, and there has been a couple players where Nebraska's lost out to to the Hoosiers, uh, and we're going to see them in Memorial Stadium this weekend. Most most notably, Tywan Mullen, the cornerback. Yeah, is he the, playing a lot for him? He's starting for them, so uh, you know he's he's probably the most notable guy. But I mean, across the board, they've done a very good job of recruiting some speed and some some athleticism from down south. Well, it should be an interesting matchup for the Black Church to see how they come out in the black and how the crowd. Um, embraces them most importantly coming back to Memorial Stadium with the bye week and a bad performance. Uh, this is a big week in in the Scott Frost era as as we move forward. But when we come back, Husker Online intern Mike Wheeler will join us in studio and we'll take all of your questions here going into Saturday in the mailbag. That's next here. You're listening to the Husker Online Show.